the Mortal Yogi Podcast with me, Dougal Meacham. Hi, Dr. Aaron Billington. Welcome to the Mortal Yogi Podcast. Great to have you. Great. Thanks for having me. Now, you're a fascinating person. We have uh, this whole podcast is about normal people in yoga. And uh, that sounds it sounds crazy, but there aren't that many normal people in yoga. Um, but uh, we've had some we've had some interesting characters on the on the podcast. But you are you are super interesting. You know that I'm um, I train teachers in yin yoga and a large part of what we talk about in yin yoga is the Chinese um, medicine view of the body, the mind and human health. And you are a uh, I, I'm not even going to try and attempt to describe your job job. Uh, your job overview. So I'm going to leave you to do that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a fascinating background. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. So uh, my background is I am a naturopathic physician mm -hmm. as well as a Chinese medicine practitioner, which encompasses acupuncture and in Chinese herbology, as well as a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been in the field for almost 20 years now, starting with the body work and moving up through the the ranks um, and yeah so I've been practicing for quite a while and fusing the concepts of Western medicine with Eastern medicine uh, for quite a while now and uh, just uh, going back and forth between the two philosophies and finding that nice bridge between them. And how did you, so you are from Seattle originally I think? Uh, so I, I I claim Seattle as my adult home, but I'm actually okay. originally from Iowa, so the Midwest of the United right. States. I remember originally. that. Yes, yes. And, and how so, does a boy from Iowa end up being uh, all that stuff? That's that's got to be a cool <laughs> story. It's a it's an interesting story. So growing up, you know, in in small town Iowa, you, oh, yeah. you know, you don't travel much. You don't get a, a, a beyond the borders of Iowa very often. Um, but I'm fortunate, so I, I have a little bit of Asian blood in me. So uh, my mom is Filipina and from Hawaii, um, and so uh, a little different perspective than just small town Iowa. But uh -huh. um, yeah, so born and raised in Iowa, and then through that, um, I went to university and studied pre-medicine, and then um, at the same time of getting my undergraduate degree, I went into massage therapy, mm -hmm. uh, which was very uh, faux pas, you could say, 20 years ago. So oh, really? It was, it was not very, it was not a good profession to be in at that time. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. So at least not in the Midwest. There's a lot of misunderstanding about what massage therapy was. And I see. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So, you know, I've seen it transform over the last two decades and it's been quite amazing. And yeah, so after undergrad, I decided to change routes a little bit and ended mm -hmm. up moving over to Africa and Mozambique. And <laughs> became a science teacher for three and a half years with the United States Peace Corps. Mm -hmm. um, and then through that journey, I decided that it was time to invest in my own higher education. And, and then I went back to medical school and found myself working, you know, um, in the naturopathic medical realm as well mm -hmm. as the Chinese medicine realm. And, taken me all over the world at this point in time and uh, now yeah. you told make you're making it sound like you know i just <laughs> i just studied chinese medicine but i know from the route to being a chinese medicine doctor in the u.s is not simple 
Uh, can you give us a little of, of the background for that? Because you don't just say, hey, I want to be a Chinese medicine doctor. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So in the United States, it's a little different than the rest of the world. So in the U.S., it is a higher graduate degree. Mm. So you actually have to have your undergrad, four-year undergraduate uh, degree, and that's oftentimes more related to health than some sort of the basic sciences and um, kind of pre-med types of classes. And since I was pre-med and undergrad, um, that's I knew I was working towards a higher health degree. Um, and I thought that I wanted to go a different avenue in medicine. And after my time living and working in Africa I and going back to the United States, I realized that that wasn't really what I wanted to do anymore, at least in that conventional sense. So where did you and, initially want to go with your studies? Mm, yeah, so I had considered uh, to become a medical doctor, and mm -hmm. then I had also considered, oh, maybe a doctor of chiropractic medicine would mm -hmm. be better for me. And um, in those three years being abroad, I realized that neither one of those really spoke to me, and that's when I found naturopathic medicine and Chinese medicine. And so um, it gave me a fusion of everything that I was looking for. So uh -huh. as a naturopathic physician, I'm able to uh, have studied the basic sciences and clinical sciences that a medical doctor would. So you so you spend three more more than three years and we're going the same route as a allopathic Western doctor. Yeah, more exactly. than three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. the naturopathic medical program is an extra four year medical degree on top of your undergraduate degree in the United States. Holy smoke. Uh, yeah. And to be a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner in the United States on top of your four year undergraduate degree, it's another three to three and a half years, depending on whether you ch study Chinese herbs or not. Holy and tornado. So and did you? Uh, yeah, so I, I did both programs. So I, <laughs> I studied uh, simultaneously the naturopathic medical program mm -hmm. with the traditional Chinese medicine program. So I crunched four years naturopathic medicine and three and a half years of Chinese medicine into a um, seven, five and a half, six years um, all together. So wow. it's, it, it, you know, it was studying nonstop seven days a week for five, five and a half, six years, basically. So, wow. I bow yeah. at your lotus feet, I think you would say <laughs> in Europe. Uh, that's, that's impressive stuff. And, um, so you come out with your head and your heart bursting and so much knowledge there. Um, I mean, I, because, you know, I'm, I'm asking you and I'm accentuating this point because so often in, um, in to Westerners who I predominantly teach, the there is uh, there is an underestimation of how long it takes to get to being a Chinese doctor, and um, it's time, it's yeah, time, yeah. and it's knowledge, and yeah. and so you come out with all this fantastic stuff. What happens? What happens next? You get the travel bug, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had the travel bug uh, from studying abroad in undergrad and then going overseas for Peace Corps. And I always knew that I wanted to be international um, and not predominantly based in the United States. And so I uh, came across an opportunity in Thailand that uh, brought me over to practice naturopathic medicine and Chinese medicine simultaneously mm -hmm. at a world-renowned health resort. and. Mm -hmm. The rest is history, you could the say. Rest is history. <laughs> that's, 
as I look at the screen across you now, uh, listeners, you can't you can't see this, but Aaron is in a very clearly air conditioned room with the sun blazing out behind him, and uh, he's uh, he's quaffing water every five minutes just to stay cool. Um, <laughs> it's hot in Kosamui, he told me. It is, it is very hot here, so. Um... so it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Very jealous. Nice part of the world. So, so, um, so now tell. So you've got all this stuff, and you have, you know, your. Uh, I love the Filipino Hawaiian. That just sounds like such such a great uh, fusion of cultures. Um, blood in you. That's 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 so cool. And then you have. So now you have um, this Western traditional Western view. You have uh, massage therapy as a background. You have nutrition uh, and holistic health education and Chinese uh, medicine education. Where does this bring you to thinking um, about the body, the health, the mind? How do you think differently to uh, to a, a Western doctor? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So I think that um, the difference in my way of thinking, and I would say a lot of traditional Chinese medicine practitioners and naturopathic medical practitioners, is that we do really look at the body from a holistic point of view. Mm. So in conventional medicine these days, you have a lot of specialists, right? Mm -hmm. And so the specialists, they look at one system of the body per se, and that's their specialty. And they, you know, they, they you give them a hammer, they see a nail, right? Mm -hmm. You know, type of a thing. So it's just related to their specialty. Um, and there's very few, at least in the United States, and I actually think it's happening worldwide that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of need for general medicine practitioners and mm -hmm. primary care physicians. And that's where uh, you know naturopathic medicine and even Chinese medicine fills a niche. Um, around the world is that we do look at the body as a whole mm -hmm. and we look at more than just one system and you know we're looking for what really is driving this um, cause of dis-ease in the body what's causing the the issues of a person's health to go awry and we we really relate that back to more than just the physiology of a condition so yes they might have let's say high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. um, what's causing that high blood pressure? Is it related to stress at work? Is it related to diet? Is it related to, you know, a slew of other things? And um, so you're not just going to come in and I'm going to say, oh, you have high blood pressure. Let's put you on a prescription medi medication um, mm -hmm. and it, where it'll be, you know, regulated for the rest of your life as long as you stay on this medicine. It's that's that's, uh, you know, what happens in most conventional settings. And fortunately, there is a paradigm shift happening to where um, people are realizing that what you eat matters, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and how your stress levels are in life and your relationships in life and um, all of that it's a multifactorial cause to health and well-being and um, when you're not healthy you know it's multifactorial in how disease presents itself so it's looking at those root causes of what's actually um, you know exacerbating this, those health issues this doesn't sound like a simple walk in the park this doesn't sound like a, a 10 minute like i went to the doctor yesterday uh i had a, a slight skin rash i just flown on three continents in the last three weeks uh four weeks so i came back and i just all itchy and i went to the uh 
to the general practitioner, we call them here in the UK, uh, the GP. And uh, she says, well, could be stress, could be change in diet, because I went to, from Germany to Koh Samui to uh, Doha. Uh, it could be sausages, it could be, could be nettle rash, it could be your stress. Um, and I, I'm, I'm like covered in the thing, I'm all itchy. And she just said, I have no idea. Here, take this cream. And uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> now it seems I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'll fix it, but um, my experience of the Chinese is, is of Chinese and whole holistic practitioners is not simple. You don't see the body because this is a big haystack of stuff which is happening here. Yes. So in regards to Chinese medicine, we're really looking at it from a completely different lens that is often confusing to the the common person you know who hasn't studied mm. chinese medicine before um or hasn't been to asia in itself or grown mm. up that type of philosophy um so chinese medicine we're looking at um you know the yin and the yang in a person's body so most people have uh, have heard about the yin and the yang but they mm -hmm. don't understand necessarily what it is but if if you can envision the yin yang symbol you know so half of mm -hmm. it is white with a black dot the other half is black with a white dot and this is representing you know two opposing natural forces that mm -hmm. are um, interdependent in themselves but then they're codependent on one another so without one you can't have the other mm. um, and so Chinese medicine is really based off of this yin-yang theory. And so the yin is representing like the, the feminine in the body. It's representing um, the moon, the night. It's representing the nourishing functions of the body. Mm -hmm. Whereas the yang is considered to be more of that um, masculine, the sunshine, the exuberance and kind of that rah 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 type Dynam of uh, Dynamism. energy yeah yeah mm. exactly and so you have both of those uh paired together and you're trying to keep those in balance in chinese medicine to have um the best health outcomes and the longest amount of longevity because as they start to separate um, then that's when you start seeing a lot of health imbalances. So what's different in Chinese medicine is if we take high blood pressure, for instance, again. So in, in Western medicine, that's your diagnosis. Your diagnosis is high blood pressure, hypertension. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in Chinese medicine, it's just a symptom. You know, so we're looking at high blood pressure, hypertension, and we're saying, okay, let's let's have a look similar to naturopathic medicine. What's what's causing this? But we're looking at it from a very different perspective even. So we're, you know, yes, it might be due to nutrition. It might be due to lifestyle and everything. But then we relate that back to the, the energy system in the body or the meridian system mm -hmm. oftentimes. And so in, in the human body, uh, and Chinese medicine, we look at 12 uh, major meridians. And so mm -hmm. a meridian is a channel of energy uh, that flows through the body. And so they start in the hands, work up to the head, then down to the feet and back up to the you know, top of the head, down to the legs, and they continue. So even though there's 12 separate meridians, they all are interconnected with one another and the energy flows from one into the other, into the other, into the other, and then back uh, to where it makes this uh, circle, you know, around the body, basically. Mm. 
through lots of zigzags along the way. I've seen them, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. So um, we're looking at, you know, that high blood pressure per se, and we're saying, okay, so what's going on? Is this going to be um, due to uh, an excessive issue or a deficient issue? Mm. And so oftentimes we're, we're looking at that since the young is that exuberant type of energy and that rah, 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 uh, that's oftentimes exacerbated in, in the Western world. You know, mm. you think modern culture, the, yeah. Yeah, modern culture. It's always mm. go, go, go. You know, there's no time for rest. There's no time for relaxation. It's just work, 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 um, and deadlines and more deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> and so oftentimes that's heightening that uh, stress factor in the body, that cortisol function, you know. Mm. So all your stress hormones are heightened. So we're looking at that as an excessive type of yang energy almost. Mm -hmm. And that relates to different meridians in the body. Whereas, you know, if you're constantly in this overdrive and you're not allowing yourself to rest and relax and uh, just um, ease into life a little bit and sit back and, you know, mm -hmm. smell the roses once in a while. So then you're depleting yeah. your yin function because that is your water element. That's your nourishing function. And so then you start getting this imbalance between that yin and yang. And so oftentimes somebody is going to be a little deficient in one or the other, mm -hmm. and then a little excessive on the opposing side. And so because it, they're always compensating for one another, right? Mm -hmm. And so with Chinese medicine, we'll look at that imbalance of whether it's an excessive problem or it's a deficient problem. And you could ha you could have a you could be excessive yin with high blood pressure. Uh, typically, no. So, typically no. yeah, typically no. So it's very hard for somebody to have an excessive yin. Uh, it can happen. Like crazy dreams or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. So. Much. Yeah. Exactly. But um, that might be a that might be too too little yang in a sense, but not mm. necessarily. Mm. an excess in yin mm. if that makes sense mm. yeah so um it could just be that the yang is so depleted that it appears that the the yin is in excess ah. mm. yeah yeah so um now this this sounds like an incredibly i mean i got about 156 questions um here <laughs> but um uh it sounds like a uh almost misleadingly simple um philosophy uh, or way of looking at the body you have this you have yin and you have yang and your job almost misleadingly simple is just to figure out i mean it sounds like anybody could just walk in and go oh yeah that's a total yangster um <laughs> eats to sleep more and drink chamomile tea um right. but it's clearly not that simple it is not yeah <laughs> I, I wish it were i wish it were you know it's you know, all of the studying, you know, it's a, in this profession, it's a lifelong learning mm. um, process because there's, there's so much information and there's so much, um, what would you say, like fine tuning in the process and uh, learning from one case to another, to another, to another. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the yin and yang is really the foundation of Chinese medicine. And then from there you move into the meridian therapy and then you move into uh, five element ther 
uh, fairy and then uh, you move into the four stages and all of these different things and, and, and so it's like layer on the layer that's on the exactly layer right so you so you see so what tools does a Chinese doctor have at his or her disposal um, you you so you see yin and yang imbalance and we're we're really brushing over this in simple terms what do you what do you have at your disposal to then address these the imbalances that you see uh, right yeah so chinese medicine uh, most people associate chinese medicine with acupuncture mm. and acupuncture is a huge part of chinese medicine but what people don't realize is that chinese medicine is its own system of medicine and so it's been around for 4,000 plus years right Mostly, so it's yeah. the longest recorded uh, system of medicine in the world and it's had millennia you know to be time tested and so it's using acupuncture uh, which is the needling of certain points along those meridian lines mm -hmm. uh, we can also use Chinese herbs um, mm -hmm. as I had before so Chinese herbs is using more of that internal medicine so um, you know the herbs have certain functions and uh, properties to help relate and address certain imbalances um, and that's a whole other beast in itself but yeah uh, yeah if people have ever taken Chinese herbs they know that they are not very tasty oftentimes but they're, they're <laughs> potent oh my god uh, <laughs> I've never like uh, in Hong Kong, you know, I go to the Chinese doctor and give as uh, I'm either out or I'm going crazy or I'm hot or freezing. There's never you never take one and go, well, didn't really notice. It's not like Panadol, you know, like don't really exactly. notice the difference. Yeah. 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 So each Chinese herbal formula is tailored specifically to the patient and uh, what their constitutional diagnosis is. Mm. Um, and so it's using, um, you know, there's um, in Chinese medicine with the herbs for using both uh, plants as well as animals and minerals. Uh, so those are all considered herbs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. So and, and that's just addressing that internal medicine aspect. And it's quite effective. And you'll actually see in Asia, um, in China and Hong Kong, Taiwan, that that's all integrated into the hospitals there, which is quite amazing. So totally. you have Western yeah. doctors working right alongside Chinese medicine doctors with the same patients, and they're getting both the Western points of view towards uh, their, you know, issues, health issues, and and they're also getting the Chinese Eastern philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, and so going back to Chinese medicine, so you have acupuncture, Chinese herbology, and then you also have Tui Na, which is a Chinese mm -hmm. massage. Mm -hmm. You have um, cupping, you have moxibustion. Moxibustion is a uh, Chinese herb that you burn off the body or in little um, powder pieces on the body that stick on um, to help. Uh, input that yang energy oftentimes into the system. Mm. Uh, you have tai chi and qi gong, mm -hmm. which are either movement therapies or uh, meditation type of therapies um, to move that energy through the system. And then lastly, I would say you have Chinese dietetics. So uh, using not only the herbs, but food as medicine and uh, each food um, 
uh, has a certain property to it as well. So, um, yeah, you can have to uh, consider when you're working with Chinese medicine. So it's not just, oh, let's put some needles and you're going to be cured. You're really looking at a person's overall lifestyle oh. and their diet and their exercise and movement as well as massage and all of these certain, <laughs> uh, you know, little parameters that people don't think of. Yeah, so. I mean, holistic is is almost underserving the, uh, the tradition, I think. I mean, you couldn't, everything from moving and meditation to to surgery acupuncture that's uh <laughs> that's 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 holistic um and so i mean uh the, you've opened so many curious curious topics here uh but you know i mean i'm i as you know i lived most of my life in hong kong and uh this this really fries the brain of many people i talk to like i i remember going um with a cancer patient to a uh, to have radio and chemo uh, before um, breast cancer, and um, and uh, they were told uh, and by the allopathic doctor, who is one of the most senior breast cancer specialists in Hong Kong, says, "Look, I can help you. I can get you can get you away from the edge. Chemo and radio is going to keep you alive." But after that, you're going to the Chinese medicine doctor to figure out how you got to this stage and they're going to take you on the rest of your journey getting back to yin yang balance and um um you know now i'm living in the uk there's no way that that would be portrayed <laughs> to a uh, to a person here it's like you're out of the woods now go back to your lifestyle and and keep going uh, in hong kong that would be hands on heads like no 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 what are you doing we've just taken you away from the brink of of death um, right it's it's such a different way of of thinking um you know, holistic long-term continuous balancing between these two extremes um yeah it's, yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool it's it's extremely interesting and it's funny that you mentioned that because i just read an article today on cnn about um, and I think the title of it was is Chinese medicine the the new cure for cancer or something like that. <laughs> okay. um, and uh, and it was this it was a really well written article and it was speaking about something very similar to what uh, you just mentioned is it's about how uh, in Hong Kong and um, Asia that they're really integrating that Western mm. medicine with the Chinese medicine, and they're getting the best of both worlds. And mm. they're really taking people from the edge and they're building them back up. So they're getting them into remission and then they're focusing in on uh, their overall health and well-being and how they can have the best quality of life that they can for as long as possible. And so that's the difference, you know, so yeah, you go see, um, I, I shouldn't say it like that, uh, medical doctors and specialists and everything, they they definitely have their place and, uh, you know, it, thank goodness that we have them in the world and that we have that medicine, right? So I'm not trying to belittle or uh, no. talk poorly about conventional medicine, but um, I think in the Western world, there's still this pushback from the not understanding of what Chinese medicine and natural medicine and holistic medicine can do. And even with that being said, there is this paradigm shift happening, at least in the United States, 
and in Seattle, you know, that I claim for my adult home, um, like I see a lot of physicians there really resonating with natural medicine and Chinese medicine and there they do work more integratively with those practitioners. And so it's similar to what you're saying is that they're going to get them, they're going to do their part and get them out of that acute and sometimes chronically acute uh, type of stage with um, so how do you how do you see aaron from your perspective what are the the strengths and weaknesses of of modern allopathic medicine and what are the strengths and weaknesses of the whole holistic tradition which includes ayurveda chinese medicine naturopathy what are how do we as modern people trying to be healthy and happy how do we how do we dip into these um, tools and these traditions? Right, uh, <laughs> that's that a big, big question. One? Actually, that's, a, big that's one? a very big question. So I might be a little uh, much to get into all of that. But I think <laughs> um, with conventional medicine, you know, there's a there's a lot of pros to it, and I think that the cons would be, um, you know, that people are over medicated and um, they're, you know, maybe underappreciated, you might say, or undervalued in the sense that they aren't um, being um, driven to take control of their own health. And mm. I think that's where holistic medicine and Chinese medicine and naturopathic medicine and Ayurveda really come into play is that they, they try to teach people how to take control of their own health and that it's not just a magic pill that they can take. Um, and sometimes you do need a magic pill just to get you out of whatever that acute situation is. Mm. Um, and so thank goodness that you have those magic pills sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but it's not the, it's not the end all be all cure all type of thing. So, um, you know, you still have to look at, what it is in your life um, that's causing you to be in ill health. Is it you're sitting at a desk all day long with poor body posture and you're not exercising? Um, is it, you know, again, you're just so busy with work that you have no time to enjoy life and mm. you're miserable and therefore you're depressed? Um, or is it that you're just... Uh, having too good of a time and you're out partying and <laughs> drinking and overeating oh, yeah. and you know you're getting too many stimulants into the system and so you mm. look at all those scenarios and it's like there's always something lacking right mm. whereas um, a lot of conventional medicine practitioners they aren't going to really address that mind-body um, aspect of a person so whereas a holistic physician or a practitioner, a complementary health medicine practitioner is going to really look at those other mm. um, aspects of a person's being. So is it is it fair to say in big dumbed down terms that Western allopathic medicine is good for emergency, short term, gen and I'm really vastly mm. oversimplifying. I'm sure people are <laughs> gonna be saying, hey, that's that's you're underselling this our the whole Western medicine medicine revolution. Right. But um, and and holistic health is generally more suited to long-term underlying health. Is that a is that a in your view is that a fair summary? 
I, I, yeah, you're getting there, definitely. So I think, you know, for acute situations, um, yeah, get to the hospital. Surgery. Don't, you know, you're yeah. having a heart attack, you know, you're having a stroke, <laughs> you're having, you know, a broken bone. You don't go to the Chinese medicine doctor for that, that or a naturopath, right? right? So you, you definitely go for massive chronic health issues that have gone unaddressed for long periods of time definitely conventional medicine you know whether that's cancer or diabetes that's led to kidney failure or, or you know something to that regards or nerve mm. damage and stuff like that so you're definitely going to want that conventional point of view and everything but yes holistic medicine looks long term it looks at quality of life and extending that quality of life for as long as possible and i would say that Chinese medicine, naturopathic medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, those types of medicines are really um, looking at, uh, I, I kind of lost what I was going to say there for a second, but it, it's um, taking you and looking at chronic health issues from a preventative point of view. Right. So it's venting you from getting to those stages. And once you're in those stages, it can help take you back but sometimes that's when you need the conventional medicine. Right. You know, you need those prescription medicines. You need those surgeries. You need those higher force of interventions. That's what uh, we as yogis like to say. We like doctors keep us alive. Doctors, uh, no, doc, uh, doctors stop us from dying. Yogis keep us alive. Yoga yeah. keeps us alive. Is that a, is that you have some similar saying in Chinese medicine, something like that? Uh, you know, I'm sure there is. Sadly, there I don't speak old, Chinese, but yeah. I'm sure that there, there, there must be a Chinese <laughs> proverb about that. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, I, I think that that's really the difference between conventional medicine and holistic medicine is that holistic medicine practitioners and doctors are looking at things preventatively and they start at you know, from that concept of least force intervention and lifestyle modification. Mm. And then they go up from there. You know, obviously, if uh, life or limb is at um, is in question, then you're going to start with a higher force intervention and then work your way back to those foundation principles of diet and health, uh, you know, like physical health and exercise and mental health and well-being and all of those parameters and uh, build the person back up after, you know, an, mm. an acute situation. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's a... a now, I want to change gears a little bit because mm. um, so, uh, so in our Yin 200-hour uh, training program, we begin to introduce these ideas um, to, to students. And they're often, you know, they're... They're Westerners, grown up in the West, and a lot of the stuff, the ideas like meridians and chi and uh, and mental health and emotional health and the health of the body, the health of the mind being integrated, you get kind of a lot of these looks around the room like, hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, that seems, to, oh, that seems to make sense, man. Um, but it's like, it's like they have to, often have to kind of it's like we don't think about that uh, the the and I, I watched um I, I guess the most extreme example I could think of recently is I watched an, a Netflix uh, documentary on how the ADHD drug Adderall 
um, is being used as the exam drug uh, amongst 16 to 20 something year olds now. And it's right. called brain, brain hacking. So you just like you just take your brain, which is a part of the body and you hack right. it like you hack a computer and you you fix it. And now you're a super examine examiner. Uh, you can write 7000 words where you could only write three. Um, wow. <laughs> and um, but then you've you've hacked and you come off, you come, we use all these computer, they use all these computer terms like, and now I come offline and then I reboot my hard drive and I do the same again tomorrow. And um, the, I think in the West, what I see is often people have very, have a, have a big challenge coming away from this, as you say, this focused targeting approach to health and working with the body. Like Adderall hacks the brain, you get more intelligent for a couple of hours than you undo. If you if you got a heart attack, you take blood thinners. If you've got uh, if you've got ulcers, you take that. And when people come into my course and I start saying, no, you, it's 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 about treating the whole system by sitting down for half an hour and meditating or by doing qigong, they, it makes sense to them, but it seems very it's very foreign to the way that we think. We think in terms of fixing. No, that's broken, fix that, that's broken, fix that, that's broken, fix that. Um, how how do you, do do people come to you with these kinds of problems? Like, hey, you know, I've got a, my hand hurts, fix it. All the time, all yeah. the time. How, and how do you get them, how do you <laughs> massage them over to the other side? About yeah, thinking long term. Yeah, that's a great question. It's not easy. It's, no. It's really not easy. And so oftentimes... Um, it's quite common that you will have somebody come to you and you are their last hope. You know, mm -hmm. they have tried everything. They've been mm -hmm. to this doctor and that doctor and this one and that one and so many specialists mm -hmm. and sometimes all over the world and nothing's helped. And it's like, um, you know, it, it's just they've, they're at their wits end and they don't know what to do. And so now they're trying, you know, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, which is Crazy. this out, there, out yeah. there concept, you know, it can't work, you know, but somebody said you should try it, you mm. know. And so then they end up, you know, in your treatment room and uh, and things start falling into place for them and they start to get relief and uh, you start talking to them about their diet. You start talking to them about, you know, their stress levels. You start talking to them about all these different parameters for their health and well-being that they haven't thought about before because they've been pulled apart or, you know, mm. into different pieces. And so they haven't looked at the big picture, mm. you know. It's just like, you know, I was fine. And then all of a sudden I have... <laughs> you know, whatever, diabetes. Right. <laughs> and it's like, That's a good example. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, well, you know, how long had it been since your blood glucose was, you know, on the rise? And have you changed your diet at all? Have you done this? Have you started exercising? Have you? And often the time is no, 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 no. And so they do end up coming to you as their last hope, as a last resort. And that's when change starts to happen. Mm. And so they're ready to start changing their lifestyle in order to get back to a healthier them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so oftentimes, though, as I said, holistic medicine, naturopathic medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, 
they're meant to be preventative forms of health. And that's what a GP is too. You know, you go mm -hmm. see your GP for an annual visit and it's it's meant to be preventative and to correct things before they get right, um, annual check or anything, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And but people in the Western world really don't do that. So and at least in the United States because no, of the I, way I'm too busy. Is, yeah, I don't want to yeah. go see my GP. No. Yeah, you never do. And people put it off and they don't go and uh, and then people start uh, consulting Dr. Google. We could talk about that <laughs> later or something. But, you know, um, and so it's, yeah, like people come to you to be fixed as opposed to coming to you to make sure mm -hmm. that remaining healthy. And so those are two different thought processes, right? So, okay, I'm broken, please fix me. And it's like, well, I can't actually fix you. Like you have to help and do make the changes yourself. Sounds um, like a Jerry Maguire situation. <laughs> help me to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I would say that that's, um, you know, you do see that quite often. People coming to you and they just want to be fixed. And once you take care of that acute situation, then you start to clear things up and you start to work with them on those foundational levels. Do you, do you generally, I, I'm sure you you you, uh, you massage them into that frame of wine, but do you generally see that coming, people coming in with, oh, this is broken, and I'm, I'm at the, and I'm, I, I hear this all the time, like, uh, like my, one of my favorite recent students came into my class and said, I don't like you, I don't like yin yoga, I don't like all this hippie <laughs> stuff, but God damn it, it works. So, <laughs> Uh, so I'm coming, but don't think that I'm going to like it. And I, <laughs> I said, I said, I know you don't. I know you don't. And a couple of months later, they said, you know, with tears in their eyes coming to me saying, ah, this, I just see the whole thing, my whole life completely differently now. Um, I got to stop doing that. I got to do more of this. I got to do more of that, less of that, a bit more of this. Um, so it's, this can be world changing, world shaking stuff for them. Do you, do you see people making those changes generally as you as they work with you? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So people, yeah, they start to get relief, you know, for the first time in years, sometimes decades, mm. um, of these chronic health issues, and they're like, "Why did nobody ever tell me this? Or why did I not know this? Or you know?" And so there's a lot of Kind of resistance in a way um, coming into it because they're like this is woo woo this is out there this mm. isn't accepted you know and it's like but who isn't it accepted by you know it's been in the world for four thousand plus years <laughs> so it must it must work you know and so um but yeah it's it people have to be ready to do the work you know because mm. as we know for yoga for natural medicine um it's not just a magic pill you know it hurts mm. you know oh, yeah. sometimes you know whether it's a, a deep massage or a deep acupuncture point or nasty tasting herbs you know yeah. uh, or having to exercise or stretch you know it can Ow. be painful mm. right and so and people don't like to experience pain mm. um, and you know but it's a growing process right so they mm. come to you and then they start to get relief and they start feeling more vital and that's what we really vital. want somebody to feel mm. um it's not that we just want to get rid of their pain levels and have them feel dull 
right? We want to give them uh, that vibrancy and that vitality to go forth and be energetic and to- Shiny eyes, bushy tail, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We went to in Chinese medicine. We talk about the shun. The shun mm-hmm. is a person's like spirit, or um, it's more than their spirit. It's really, um, yeah, just how it's their uh, it's their soul. Yeah. It's their uh, it's their uh, joie de vivre. It's their joy yeah. of living. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's like the shine. Desire on the to be alive. Yeah, to exactly. experience life. Yeah. yeah. So you want that to be bright. You want that to be shining you want that to be healthy um and a lot of people from the western world just don't have that they don't know how to laugh anymore they don't know how to Mm. relax and kick back and have a good time it's like okay i've got one hour and then i've got to do this i've got to you know they've got to stick to that schedule and um they don't know how to focus in on themselves in a way and take even an hour out of the day just to relax and calm down and get into a, a healing zone right mm. Mm. so I, there's a lot of insomniacs walking around we got issues. <laughs> you're you a busy man you only have seven billion people left to uh to, uh, <laughs> so uh so i mean could you um I, I didn't prep you for this so you can just say to me like that's a crazy question but um is there an uh, a curious modality, healing modality, which would surprise the average Westerner. Like, uh, um, you know, if we're like for headaches, we take Panadol or uh, Ibuprofen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for um, stomach ulcers, I mentioned earlier, we just take, you know, anti-acid pills. Are there, are there surprisingly, because you view the different the body so differently and the minds so differently, are there surprising things that you do to heal people? Do you have a good, a good, heal me story, which comes from a totally different foreign way of think of, think, of thinking to to the average Westerner? Yeah, is that I a curveball? Not necessarily a curveball. It's more like what would be a great example? You know, cut and dry. You know, this is mm. you now. <laughs> um, like, I would say. You know, for myself, I am able to integrate so many different therapies into one healing session. So people uh, that do come to see me, they're getting more than just acupuncture. They, you mm. know, so they're getting a lot of different healing modalities. And I think the combination of those um, really enhances one's vitality and well-being. And they notice a difference quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're talking about headaches, you know, I think that there's, um, you know, like you look at headaches and you can do so many different things for a headache other than just popping a pill. You know, meditation is amazing. Qigong is amazing. Practicing Mm -hmm. yoga and really grounding yourself can be uh, Mm -hmm. quite beneficial. Uh, Acupuncture is uh, research and studied Mm -hmm. and showing that it's a, 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 you know, it's efficacy in treating headaches. And um, we look at headaches in Chinese medicine from a different perspective than Western medicine. Whereas, you know, in Western medicine, you have a headache. Okay, you might have a tension headache, you might have a migraine, you know, so there's a couple different types of headache, you know, Mm. types of um, diagnoses. But in Chinese medicine, we're looking at it from, okay, this is a yin deficiency type of headache. This is a Uh. liver 
type of a headache. This is a more due to fire, you know, mm-hmm. rising. Um, we're looking at it from so many different concepts and uh, to be able to work with not only the muscles and everything around the neck and the shoulders, you know, and relieving the tension, but you're also working with that emotional aspect and the stress and mm. the nervous system and mm. uh, able to really um, help somebody get into that parasympathetic rest digest mm. state of being and um, address so many things at one time you know and oftentimes people will leave and they're like oh my gosh my headache is completely gone right and and then and i want to go to bed sleep yeah 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 exactly exactly mm. So um, craniosacral is another type of mm-hmm. modality that, you know, a lot of people aren't familiar with. It's working with the subtle movements of the cranial bones and the movement of the cerebral spinal fluid. It's a very, very gentle form of therapy, um, but it's very deep in the fact that that's, it's working directly with the neurological system. Moving chi, so, I guess, in Chinese medicine, we'll yeah. say. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So... Um, yeah, yeah. Super cool. A lot and, of interesting cases, and there's not one in particular that's coming to mind because most, most of the time, it's people are working with so many different factors. They come in for a, sh- you know, shoulder pain, and <laughs> all of a sudden, you get into yeah. their health history, and they're like, "Well, yeah, my my blood pressure is a little high. I don't sleep well." Uh, for females, oftentimes there's like some sort of issue around menstruation, whether mm-hmm. that's long or short or pain or something like that and and then there's digestive health issues and then there's so you look at it and they're like oh my gosh oh my gosh i forgot about this where do i start yeah yeah that's why you never go to your holistic practitioner and they go i just see you this once and then you know come back to me next year yeah exactly it's it's a process it's a process for sure (laughs) now we're getting to the time into the podcast aaron where we we and this is um this is uh either going to be uh, fun or it's just not going to work at all. But how I, I think it is going to work um, where we talk about yoga and what we've been talking about. And right. so how do you, uh, maybe this is not such a reach at all, I don't think. How do you see yoga and the modality of yoga fitting into how you see the body and health? Right. And how yeah. do you see yoga people come into what you're doing? Do we Are we on the same planet? Definitely. I think that they, you know, in a way they go hand in hand with one another. So uh, Chinese medicine, as I said earlier, we have Tai Chi and Qigong. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I view yoga as being a similar modality to the both of those. So it's movement therapy, it's meditative therapy, it's mind-body therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mind body spirit therapy in many senses mm. and so um it's a great way it's you know depending on the type of yoga but you know yin yoga specifically um you know it's it's a lot more gentle on the mm-hmm. body and meditative and uh just um healing to the system with gentle movements and everything and so it's not you know powerhouse crossfit rah 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 Muay you know thai, type of exercise right. which which has its place you know mm. like exercise is extremely important for health and well-being but getting into that flow and that gentle um, um, movement therapy is going to provide somebody with more longevity you know it's more um easy on the joints um and yet it's still strengthening at the same time and it can stretch and it can help um 
you know. I mean, I should be asking yeah. you that question, right? So <laughs> it can help. It, it can help. Uh, um, really, what's the word I'm looking for? Help those compensation patterns of mm. stretching tight muscles and strengthening weak muscles, and and helping somebody be, become more aligned physically. Mm. And as they become physically and they start to feel better they start feeling better mentally oftentimes and then they start well, they, looking I'm at sure, it, you know. um, well i'm sure in in the taoist philosophy which frames our yin training and the, the, the tai chi background that i have we say that there are mm-hmm. three levels of practice there's jing chi and shen so you have jing which is the physical the meat and potatoes the the bones the blood uh, then you have chi, which is your your breath, your emotions, and shen, your 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 mental, psycho spiritual aspects of of health. And seems to me that at least a, a basic yoga practice plugs into and complements the physical aspects of healing and prevention and long term health um, that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think if people could breathe a little bit more relax a little bit more, move a little bit more, and then of course eat a little healthier. Um, <laughs> that's gonna make such a profound impact on somebody's well-being and you know the quality of their life over you know hopefully 80, 90, 100 plus years, you know? So, yeah, thousand years. I've read in yeah. Taoist texts, yeah. If you, if you do all the stuff your doctor tells you, it's a thousand years. And then you float well, up into the sky. Uh, yes, <laughs> we've all seen this in movies, right? <laughs> um, so uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Where are you in the world? People um, want to know where you are. You're, I think we said Koh Samui. Is that where you say you are in the world now? Uh, I am. I'm currently on Koh Samui, and I am based on uh, the island of Koh Samui in Thailand. Mm. And then I travel quite significantly for work, and so I'm kind of all over the place at different points. Um, different cities in Thailand. I go to Hong Kong fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I pop over to the Maldives, um, go over to Europe every now and again. And yeah, so I'm just all over the place to and be how honest. Do, how, do people find, <laughs> how do people find you if they're like, this is my man. Uh, I just want to, I just want to have this guy cup me uh, right. or, or make <laughs> me eat some uh, exciting stuff. How do people find you on the world? Uh, What's the best place? Yeah, so the best way uh, would be via email, and that's just Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at bodyrealms.com. So bodyrealms.com. Yeah, B-O-D-Y-R-E-A-L-M-S.com. And uh, that would be the website as well. Sadly, okay. I'm not a tech person, so my website hasn't been updated for a couple of years. <laughs> but the contact information is on there and everything. It works. Um, social media is coming soon. I, I Again, I'm not a tech person, so I, I haven't really had any professional <laughs> types of social media um, set up or anything. But it is something that I'm working towards in the future. So, yeah. We, we can find you. Um, yeah. Aaron, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for spending the last hour with us. Um, it's so nice to uh, listen and learn from somebody uh, who's, you know, very dif- different um, uh, kind of little little um, rabbit hole of the universe. And uh, it's so nice to hear um, us concurring on so many aspects of, of health and happiness. Um, yeah. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you. Pleasure's all mine, and it's 
it's been amazing speaking with you and lots of things that we could continue speaking about but there's in still a hundred something yeah because, yeah <laughs> so take care you. thank you so much yep you be too. well and i'll see you around thank you very much Bye -bye. have a good day yep